It's Daily Thunder, thundering out the truth of Jesus Christ live every morning from the Ellerslie campus in Windsor, Colorado. To learn more about our discipleship programs or to support this podcast, visit ellerslie.com. Now, here's Eric Looney. If you can believe it, this is part 27 of a series on World War II, spiritual lessons from World War II specifically. And for those of you that have uh, had the uh, endurance to walk through this with me, I'm, I'm guessing you could be enjoying it just like I am. There's something very interesting that I have sort of uncovered even for myself and in through this process, and that is there is a certain power when you leverage the history of this world and you link it and parallel it with what the Bible teaches. And so there's so many rich lessons. And as I've been going through World War II in a deep study, I, I'm, I've been invigorated spiritually. I mean, how does that work? Well, that's exactly what's been happening. And so I hope it's been encouraging for you like it has been for me. Uh, this message is called The Firing of Cunningham. And that will only make sense as we progress. Right now, it's just a mystery. But uh, it's basically, if I was going to give a summation of what this is about, it's about Christianity but more than that, it's about aggressive Christianity. In other words, I could say there's two forms of Christianity, just like there is for almost anything. That You have the flesh version of everything, and there's a spirit version. So no matter what you do, you could say, well, there's a first and a second way of doing it. And all of us pop out of our mother's womb functioning in a first methodology, a first way of doing things. It's very selfish. It's very self-protective. It's very self-aggrandizing. And what we need to do is come to Jesus and be saved from that first way of doing things so that we could function in the second way, which is the Holy Spirit, is the power of grace, God's way of doing it. This is the way God would do it if he was in the human body, and that's what Christianity is. It's God moving into a human body, the Holy Spirit coming and invading our lives and then taking these hands and making them his hands, taking these eyes and making them his eyes, taking this mouth and making it his mouth. So as a result, since we're talking about war, there also are two different methods of engaging an enemy. One is to let the enemy define everything, and then you respond to him. The other is to take it to the enemy. It's aggressive. It's offensive. And it's interesting because it, probably most of us haven't spent a lot of time dealing with war or battle plans or engaging enemies in the physical sense. And so as a result, we don't really relate to a lot of that dimension of World War II. But spiritually, whew, this is a big deal to us as Christians. And if you're just waiting to see what the devil does and then you try and respond you're going to be living on your haunches. You're going to be back uh, uh, in a seated position as opposed to a standing aggressive position. It's called a wrestler's stance. If you engage in wrestling, you understand that your position is of extreme importance and balance is of the essence. And so as a result, that wrestling stance puts you in a position of strength. And so as a result, if someone shoves you, you're not going anywhere. It's very, very important that we as Christians adopt that aggressive stance, that aggressive posture. It's interesting because these different lessons from World War II is they come up and they begin to overlap this COVID-19 season. I still need a good name for it. The, you know, I've, I've called it the quarantine season, the lockdown season, COVID-19 season. We all know what it is because we're all struck by the same thing. It's affected, infected a lot of us here uh, or all of us here. 
And it's interesting because I feel like it's a deliberate bait for us as the church to go into a passive position. It's like, well, the government will take care of this. Well, the CDC knows what's going on. We'll just trust them. And as a result, it's like we're waiting for someone else to dictate how we live. Instead of as Christians, that's never been the way we've lived. We live on purpose. We live aggressively to take this world for Christ. Many of us have put taking this world for Christ on hold for the past seven weeks. It's like, well, we can't do it right now because we're in quarantine. I just want us to analyze that and recognize that anytime we go off of the offensive, the devil is on the offensive. And so we need to recognize that this is a season that we cannot be passive. So I'm going to introduce you to a general who will be sort of symbolic in our talk today of us, okay? And his name is General Claude Auchinleck. Uh, and this, this poor guy, uh, you know, I, I've studied a lot of Winston Churchill, and Winston Churchill will brag about his generals, and he'll talk up his generals, and there's, at times you'll actually think, I think he's a little biased, and I think he's just in his memoirs trying to pat every single person on the back. And then you stumble across like a... Uh, General Arkenleck, uh, and what you recognize is that, uh, no, he's not just dishing out compliments. Winston Churchill is rather, rather uh, disappointed in this guy, and this is a huge character in the war. He's actually going to be over the Middle Eastern campaign, so what would be called the Mediterranean theater, and he is a huge character, and they're, they're switching out their, their generals, and they're going to pick Arkenleck, and so I have a little note on the screen. I have a picture of him for those of you that are able to uh, stream this or that are in the audience right now. You get to see it. It's always fun to see pictures, World War II pictures. But I, I have a couple bullet points. It says, General Auchinleck caused sharp disappointment and made perplexing and unfortunate decisions. Those are quotes <laughs> from Winston Churchill. Okay, and I have actually a few more. Here's Winston Churchill. General Auchinleck had assumed formal command of the Middle East on July 5th. So we've been in 1941 for a bit of time now. In fact, in the last message, we were right at the end of 1941, and now we're sort of going back to the summer months of 1941. That's because there's different theaters. It's hard to cover it all simultaneously, but now we're sort of in that Mediterranean theater again. And so uh, General Auchinleck has assumed formal command of the Middle East uh, as of July 5th. And this is Winston Churchill talking. And I started my relations with our new commander-in-chief in high hopes. But an exchange of telegrams soon made it clear that there were serious divergences of views and values between us. Uh-oh. You see, the reason I'm saying that we're sort of like General Auchinleck is that here is the king of kings and he is commissioning us to take command. You know, to rise up and be a part of his army. And we have a tendency to be a little like General Auchinleck, okay, where we have our own agenda. It's the self-agenda, and it, it is divergent from God's agenda. And so you're going to see sort of that tension taking place here in World War II. Uh, this is, again, a quote from Winston Churchill. I could not help feeling a stiffness in General Auchinleck's attitude. <laughs> I was chuckling about that as I was preparing this message of, that's a good description for Eric Ludi. When I, when I sensed the clear call to go and abandon everything, to spill my life out for the glory of Jesus... I want it, I esteem it, but there's a general stiffness in Eric that's like trying to come up with excuses of why someone else should go instead of me. 
Again, Winston Churchill. We were all very sorry that we could not persuade him, speaking of General Auchinleck, to entrust the battle when it should come to General Maitland Wilson. He preferred instead General Allen Cunningham. And all of us are like, so? Well, General Maitland Wilson is an aggressive soldier. So he wants to take it to the enemy, whereas General Allen Cunningham, though a great soldier, is going to be more on the passive side. And so all of the war council is like, ah, are you sure you don't want Maitland Wilson? And this is very similar to our beginnings too. We, we sort of choose varieties of Christianity when we first come out of the shoot. And we're like, well, I don't want to be one of those extremists. You know, one of those guys that the public mocks, the news media, you know, uh, makes their poster boy for idiocy. I would rather be one of those cool Christians. And that's where you see General Lockin like sort of going through the same thing. He is choosing what he would call wisdom here. He's choosing General Alan Cunningham, who is going to be far more stable than someone like General Maitland Wilson. So again, Winston Churchill. We had to make the best of it, and that is never worth doing by halves. Thus, we shared his responsibility by endorsing his decisions. All right? You're going to choose General Alan Cunningham. We're going to stand with you. I must nevertheless record my convictions that General Auchinleck's four and a half months delay in engaging the enemy in the desert was alike a mistake and a misfortune. So I think many of us, just as I'm sort of prepping you, I'm trying to link your life with this story, even though you're like, I've never heard of any of these characters. That's okay, because the, the characters or even the histor- history of World War II in this really doesn't matter as much as what God desires to do in us. And that is that We've also had delay in our life where God has made it clear that we should do things and we have hesitated. We have come up with excuses. We have, in a sense, hired uh, an Alan Cunningham. In other words, and I don't want to you know, put down General Alan Cunningham, great man, okay? And oftentimes what we even decide to do are good things. In other words, what we're, what we're saying we'd like to do is I'd like to stay home here in Windsor, Colorado and do this when meanwhile God's calling you to the Middle East. I'm just giving you a hypothetical. I'm not saying that that's the case. But oftentimes we will come up with a reason why the easier version of living is more of what God would probably prefer for me. And as a result, you see the same tension taking place in our life as was taking place back then. We're in a battle General Auchinleck, you cannot live passively. You have to take it to the enemy. This is where Erwin Rommel is, down in the Middle East, and you cannot live just hoping that he's going to go away. You have to take the weapons of warfare that you've been sent and utilize them right now. So two styles, the responsive and the aggressive. So the first style, uh, and you could even say of Christianity, but we're talking in war first here. General Alan Cunningham Let's not risk too much. Let's see what the Germans do. Let's hole up here and wait and see. Doesn't that sound like our our quarantine season? It's just like, hey, I don't want to make a big deal about this. The church isn't gathering. You know, we just need to put up with this. And right now, I'm struggling with putting up with it, by the way. And I'm trying to figure out if I'm a General Allen Cunningham or uh, what, because there is part of me that just wants peace, peace, peace at all costs. I don't want to risk too much but I'm a Christian, and I'm built to bring the gospel to this generation. And right now, I feel like there's a muzzle on the church because we're not able to function. And so as a result, a message like this comes stirring into the mix, and it's like, well, what do we do? What should we do? See, General Alan Cunningham has some suggestions for us right now. 
Let's not risk too much. Let's see what the Germans do. It's almost the equivalent of, let's see what the government decides to do in this. It's like, when did the government rule the church? The church is not under the government. We will submit to the government as far as it doesn't ask us to violate our conscience. But guess what? We are the church of Jesus Christ. They can't tell us not to preach, what to preach. We are the church. We are under King Jesus. Let's remember that in the midst of this. I am a huge fan of being submissive to governing leaders. But when those governing leaders are showing a disregard for the essential ingredients of body life, for the essential ingredients of carrying the gospel into this generation, we have to make sure that we follow the word of God and the Holy Spirit first. Let's hole up here and wait and see. Boy, doesn't that sound like the way we are functioning as the church right now? So then there's going to be another guy. I'm giving you two styles, and we're going to call him General Neil Ritchie. We're going to call him. That's his name. But uh, here's, here would be a general... Uh, Neil Ritchie uh, type of statement. We can't wait another minute. There is, this is the moment, this is the hour. There is a window of opportunity here and I for one don't want to miss it. You guys see the difference in attitude and approach? In war, a General Cunningham will lose it. In war, a General Ritchie will win it. And there's a subtle difference between the two because both, well, General Allen Cunningham, you have to admit, sounds wise, okay? It sounds far more reasonable. And if I'm even going to apply that to the coronavirus situation, you're going to say, what are you proposing, Eric? Well, I'm not, not proposing anything specific. I'm not saying we gather weapons. I'm saying that we get into position to win souls. We cannot be passive and say, oh, well, we're in quarantine. I can't engage with anyone. I can't communicate the gospel. We have got to animate our limbs so Auchinleck's moments, November 23rd through 25th, 1941. This is the very thing we need. I could say the church's moments, and then I could give today's date, May 13th, 2020. This needs to be the church's moment. It's the same thing with Auchinleck. He is going to make a decision. He's going to recognize he has been leaning on General Allen Cunningham's mindset. And it's going to lead to their defeat. And all is hanging in the balance, and General Cunningham is begging him to pull off, to not attack, to not waste the troops, to not put the tanks in there. No, we're going to lose them. And this is a key moment for General Auchinleck, who, by the way, is us in this story. So Winston Churchill says, The heavy blows we had received and the impression of disorder behind our front caused by Rommel's raid had led General Cunningham, remember our passive guy, to represent to the commander-in-chief that a continuation of our offensive might result in the annihilation of our tank force and so endanger the safety of Egypt. This would mean acknowledged defeat and failure of the whole operation. At this decisive moment, General Auchinleck intervened personally. At Cunningham's request, remember Cunningham? He's, he's the guy who's like, hey, peace, peace. Uh, you know, hey, we don't want to use our precious resources. Hey, let's not be on the offensive. At Cunningham's request, he flew with Air Marshal Tedder to the desert headquarters on November 23rd, and with full knowledge of all the dangers, ordered General Cunningham, he's going to order General Cunningham, to continue to press the offensive against the enemy. By his personal action, Auchinleck thus saved the battle and proved his outstanding qualities as a commander in the field. Winston Churchill, aren't you the guy who's been criticizing General Auchinleck for, I mean, chapters? And now suddenly he's going to say, this is an outstanding general. Why? Because when it came down to it, he overruled that Cunningham voice. And he said, if we're not on the offensive, we're going to lose this. This is exactly where I would say we're at. 
We're at one of these junctures. We're at a November 23 through November 25, 1941 juncture where we need to make a decision. Rommel is coming on hard. The church is getting passive. We're getting quiet. We're becoming, becoming submitted in the wrong sort of way to a system of thought. We're hiding behind face coverings. We are being separated by six feet. And you could say, why are we doing this? Well, we're showing respect for others. However, we are not gathering. We are not aggressively pursuing souls. And I just want to touch on that. I want to say that as the body of Christ, we are to be on the offensive, not on the defensive. On his return to Cairo on the 25th, this is General Auchinleck, he decided to replace General Cunningham temporarily by General Ritchie. Oh, here we go, guys. His deputy chief of staff. Because, this is General Auchinleck speaking, because I have reluctantly concluded that Cunningham... Admirable as he has been up to date, has now begun to think defensively, mainly because of our large tank losses. The Minister of State, Oliver Littleton, explained and strongly supported the Commander-in-Chief's decision. To him, I at once telegraphed our approval. This is again Winston Churchill. Here, I shall leave this incident so painful to the gallant officer concerned to his brother, the naval commander-in-chief, and to General Auchinleck, who was a personal friend of both. I particularly admired General Auchinleck's conduct in rising superior to all personal considerations and to all temptations to compromise or delay action. I, I don't know if I should read that again, guys, because that's pretty profound in light of what we're going through right now. You see, this decision that Auchinleck is going to make has huge ramifications. Okay, Personally, he is close friends with General Alan Cunningham close friends. Well, General Alan Cunningham's brother is the commander-in-chief of the British naval forces. He's a huge character in Great Britain and in all of the military. So he is literally having to do something that is going to potentially offend one of the biggest characters in all of Great Britain, and he's going to have to do something that will harm his close friend so that he can seize the moment and do what needs to be done to win this war. So I'm just going to read that last line again. I particularly, says Winston Churchill, admire General Auchinleck's conduct in rising superior to all personal considerations and to all temptations to compromise or delay action. Hmm, I like it. The two very different men, the reticent and the ready. So General Alan Cunningham. Now, poor guy. General Alan Cunningham, ironically, is not... If you were to look at his entire war career, you would not conclude that this is all he believed. However, in this moment, this is what he symbolizes. So as a result, he symbolizes it for the whole message. We all have a General Alan Cunningham inside of us. We have a reticent aspect to our life that is self-preserving, that is concerned about losing our armored division. And we are concerned about uh, risking too much for Jesus Christ. So General Alan Cunningham, he's reticent to go. He's the man of a thousand excuses, and he's reserved, cautious, and hesitant. Now, I want to contrast that with General Neil Ritchie, who's going to take over and win the day. He's ready to attack. He's ready to be sent. He's eager and desirous to be spent. He's bold, courageous, daring, and audacious. See, there's twos. You have the one, which is of self-interest and self-preserving. You have the other, which is self-expending. 
Right now, as Christians, we cannot allow this virus circumstance, this lockdown, this quarantine, to pull us, to drag us into a self-consideration mode. To think about our health, our well-being, the way it should be for us. Because that's the thinking of the world. Self-protect, self-shelter. You need to do this as opposed to go out, win the lost. You see the difference? It's completely different. When missionary mindsets, by the way, go into the most hostile situations to win the lost. Why does that shift? Because we are in a quarantine situation. You see, I'm not at all proposing that we snub our nose at laws. However, I will say let's snub our nose at anything that will keep us from fulfilling the Great Commission. So to the degree that we can fulfill the Great Commission and obey the law, I say we go there. But if fulfilling the Great Commission forces us to make a decision between the two, and I either have to not fulfill the Great Commission or I fulfill the Great Commission and I can't social distance or I can't have a face covering or I can't do this or this or this, I say we vote with the Great Commission. General Auchinleck, I have reluctantly concluded that Cunningham, admirable as he has been up to date, has now begun to think defensively. So how could we say that today? Uh, I, Eric Ludy, have reluctantly concluded that the church, admirable as it has been up to this date, has now begun to think defensively. Jesus Christ says, Mark 13, 10, in Mark 13, 10, and the gospel must first be published among all nations. Matthew 24, 14, and this gospel of the kingdom shall be preached in all the world for a witness unto all nations, and then shall the end come. Mark 16, 15, and he said unto them, go you into the world and preach the gospel to every creature. Matthew 28, 18 through 20. And Jesus came and spoke unto them, saying, All power is given unto me in heaven and in earth. Go ye therefore and teach all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all things whatsoever I have commanded you. And lo, I am with you always, even to the, into the ends of the world. Amen. So we have an idea that is sponsored by Jesus Christ before he departs. And he's going to say, hey guys, you're going to take this message, this gospel, and you're going to take it into the ends of the earth. You're going to reach every creature with it. You're going to preach this message. And he makes it very clear, you're likely going to lose your life. You're going to be a sheep among wolves. So we understand as Christians from the very beginning, this means our life. So whenever self-preservation comes into the thinking, it is not coming from the Holy Spirit. We are self-expending in our basic line of reasoning as Christians. So let's examine the early gospel tiers. They gave up everything to follow. They built their entire life around prayer, the study of the word, and the sharing of the good news. They expected to be hated. Let me, let me say that again. They expected to be hated, despised, persecuted, and even killed. When they were told to stop preaching about Jesus, they kept preaching. They tirelessly labored to reach every nation. They were not just hearers, but doers. And they changed the world in which they lived, and they did, in the end, die as martyrs. I am not concerned about the coronavirus. Now, I don't mean that 
I don't care that people are impacted by the coronavirus. I mean, personally, that is not a fear point for me any more than any other disease or sickness would be. And as Christians, we are taught that in Scripture, that we are actually preserved by God for the purpose that we are called. I don't mind getting the coronavirus, not that I'm going after it, but it's not that that's my great phobia or fear. Not like I just want to truck it into my family or into my home. And if I did have it, I would take it seriously. I wouldn't just go out and spread it. However, it is not a fear point. I do not gauge my thinking based on the coronavirus. I gauge my thinking and my living based on the gospel of Jesus Christ. What is my priority? To secure myself from the coronavirus or to share the gospel with others? It's to share the gospel with others. That's my priority. It does not mean I don't use wisdom in the, in the process. I still am washing my hands for 20 seconds at a time using a special soap and going through different rigmarole to actually create wisdom guards in my life. I'm not against those things. However, I'm for something. And that is for the church to be aggressive in this hour. It's time to fire Cunningham Christianity. So as a result, I want us to, as a conclusion in this message, to recognize that we cannot continue to keep General Alan Cunningham in his position in our own life. There's a version of Christianity that must be addressed, that passive, self-justifying version that is seeking the easiest way, that is seeking to self-preserve at all costs, must go. We must repent of it, and we must follow Jesus, no matter what that means to our life. This is our hour, Christians. We live in a time where the church is needed. We live in a time where people are being sensitized to the gospel, maybe unlike any other time in our lifetimes. And yet, we cannot be back on our haunches in such a time. We must be in an aggressive posture to say, God, use me today. God, share your truth through me. And I don't really care if you have to share it through a, a face covering. I don't really care if you have to share it from six feet away. I just want us to be thinking aggressively. I do not want us to be taking our cues from culture, from the news media, from CDC. I want us to take our cues from the Word of God, the Holy Spirit, the historic church. We have a job to do right now on this earth. So let's do it. Father, embolden us and empower us to do. Lord, as General Auchinleck had to examine the situation and recognize, we need to be offensive. We need to be aggressive right now. So Lord Jesus, may we fire Cunningham and hire Richie. Lord, I pray that we would do what we must do in our own souls, in our own homes, in our own churches, to do what we must. What is that, Lord? We ask for wisdom right now. It's in the precious name of Jesus that we ask it. Amen. Daily Thunder is a listener-supported production of Ellerslie Discipleship Training. At Ellerslie, we are laboring to rouse the Church of Jesus Christ out of its lethargy and build brave-hearted Christians for such a time as this. Daily Thunder is delivered live and streamed daily weekdays at 8.15 a.m. and weekends at 9.15 a.m. Join us at live.ellerslie.com. We invite you to visit us at the beautiful Ellerslie campus in Windsor, Colorado for a day, a week, or an entire season of gospel-centered spiritual training. Learn more at ellersley.com. Thanks for listening.